Welcome to Joyosity. I'm Jen Whitmer. I'm a speaker, consultant, and joy bringer, helping you create positive culture with complex people. Because listen, that's all we got. I'm thrilled you were here. So get yourself ready. Grab your multiple beverages, get your speaker, your headphones connected so we can dive in. True leadership requires more than just surface level strategies. It requires a profound connection to everything that makes us human. Each week, I have conversations with experts and leaders and you. If you're listening live, introduce yourself in the comments. Let us know where you are in the world and maybe what's in that mug on your desk. We're connecting as humans, remember? These conversations aren't just fun banter and information. Joyosity is so much more than a live show and a podcast. It's a movement, a space where we dare to explore the depths of our own hearts and minds, a liminal space where you are free to play around and beta test your own growth, sort of like a test kitchen lab for your leadership skills. It's where you discover that real joy has deep roots, a playground to find the hidden truths, the ideas waiting to be explored, and the untamed potential that lies within you. We're not just hanging out in idea land. We're talking about the best actions that develop you as a person and hone your skills as a leader. If you're an experienced leader or just starting out, Joyosity is the community for you. Join us every Monday live at 1 p.m. Eastern on LinkedIn and YouTube for a dose of inspiration and practical advice. Whether you are live in the comments or catching the podcast later, we're here to help you create a place where work is a joy, people are whole, and organizations flourish. Let's go. Good morning, good afternoon. Welcome to Joyosity. I'm so glad that you're here today. If you are live, let us know you're here live in the comments because today we are talking about you and the conversations you have with yourself. So I can remember sitting in like January at my desk right here and getting ready to book a flight to uh, to New York. And then I was like, I can't do that. That's, I shouldn't do that. And I went, wait a second, who, who told me that? Who told me that I can't do that? And I was realizing as I'm having this conversation in my mind about extending a business retreat that I was going on, I was already telling myself no, because I was kind of looking around for somebody else to validate what I was going to do or give me the permission. And I'm curious if that ever happens to you. Are you having these conversations with yourself in a way that limits your growth? keeps you small. I started having to think about why am I automatically looking for permission somewhere else? Why am I having that particular conversation? And for me, I was I was scared. I knew what time away would create and that time away would create some growth. And I was a little bit scared of that. And that's a hard thing to face. And so I was thinking about that this morning because we had a change of schedule and I was thinking about that exact conversation and was like, oh, I know who I need to have on the on the show today. And because Erica is brilliant at having this conversation with yourself, she has mastered it with herself. She helps women entrepreneurs and lots of other people work through some of this part of entrepreneurship. In fact, She's hosting an entire conference about it. So I'm so excited to have Erica on. So let's welcome Erica Biddix. Oh, 
I hold up, please. Your fault, not mine. Yeah. Okay, here we go. My my fault. Welcome, welcome. Hi, yes. that made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so glad that you're here today. Erica um, is an entrepreneur. She has three fantastic kids, a couple dogs, and <laughs> a fish. <laughs> and a fish, a great husband. But she yeah. runs a co-working space in Knoxville, Tennessee, as well as a coaching program all under we are Ot, and she's just a delight of a human. And I'm so glad that you're here today. Oh, thank you. I'm glad to be here. This is yeah. fun. I love chatting about this stuff. Oh, I'm thrilled. So just give the people a little bit about who you are. So we can kind of put you in a place and tell us a little bit how you got to this idea and maybe why you're hosting a whole conference yeah. about it. So the short version is... Um, I, I do like to call out my kids. I have three overly confident children that will uh, treat them well later in life. Makes it a little more difficult <laughs> to parent them. Um, yeah, um, I am a recovering meeting planner of 23 plus years. So that was my my first job and my first, well, not my first job, but my first um, entrepreneurial journey. And then I started this company, Ott, uh, four years ago next month. Uh, actually. So we started as a co-working space and over time have turned into a kind of full service support system for female entrepreneurs and anything anything that they need uh, from community to coaching, uh, in-person events, etc. So the fun fact about how we got to this conference is I retired officially, like announced it to all the internets. <laughs> um, in January that I was closing down that business and stepping back from that career. And then a week later, Sally and I, who was my co-planner, uh, you've chatted with her quite a bit. Um, we were at a retreat together with you in Disney World, um, and we were challenged to dream the biggest dream you could dream. And then we were told, take away all the, all the framework that you know and dream even bigger. Mm. So Sally, Sally did that. She said, I think I want to host a conference. And I was like, good for you. That's great. <laughs> I will cheer you through that. Later, <laughs> later that night in the hotel room, we were sharing, we were snuggled in our beds and she said, said it again. And we start talking. She goes, I want you to do it with me. And I was like, cool. <laughs> I just retired from that a week ago, but yeah, I think I do want to do that. So, um, that was in January and here we are T minus three weeks from today. Uh, from the conference, the conference happening. So that is amazing. That is amazing. And uh, I have vague memories of chitter chatter at the table because I was having FOMO because I wasn't at the table. <laughs> but uh, I think what's so great about your story is that you've done something so well for so long and walking through a process of laying that down to grow differently is, is really terrifying. Um, it can be possible. And it's yeah. exhausting in some ways. Yeah. And so I think that's one of the things that keeps us back from trying the new big thing. Sometimes it's fear of succeeding. Sometimes it's fear of the pain. Sometimes it's, um, I think, fear of, for me, I call it being too big for your britches. Like, mm -hmm. who do I think I am, right. I am. Yeah. To, do, to do that thing? And so I'm curious if you're listening in the comments, if you've got something that you've ever been like, I don't know if I get to dream that. Am I the person that gets to dream that? And when somebody asks you or says that to you, what what is your response about that? Having oh, well, yeah, today, uh, well, for the last couple of years, my response is, "Who's the boss? Like, who's the boss? the boss? <laughs> like, it's not Tony Danza. No, okay, it's not. I mean, 
yay. But no, <laughs> if you're an entrepreneur at the end of the day, actually, let's go back to the beginning of the day. Mm-hmm. When you decided to join the, the ranks of entrepreneurs, I would argue that the one of the first five questions you say in your brain is like, where is the adult in the room, right? right. <laughs> like, send you home from the hospital with the kid. And yeah. you're like, um, who said this was okay, right? right. Like, um, the adult, think, adult, like who is that person? <laughs> oh, yeah, like, actual person who's going to tell me what to do. And the reality is in entrepreneurship, it's you. Like you, yep. you have to make the decision to tell people you've started a business. You have to make the decision to service or make your goods or whatever it is. So on the flip side of that also comes, you don't have to get permission from other people. Like mm-hmm. you have to give it to yourself. And that is a muscle that you had better start working out pretty immediately when you become an entrepreneur, because really and truly the question that I get, I, um, I'll never forget Hannah. She's one of the women I coach. And she said, um, Hey, I really want to push my launch back for such and such reason, but can I do that? And I was like, Hannah, you're the boss. <laughs> you're the only one. Your clients don't even know the launch is scheduled mm-hmm. and there's, it's not impacting anyone else. Right. Like it's just your business in that moment. Um, and so she now says that phrase to me constantly. She'll start <laughs> to ask me a question and then she'll be like, wait, I'm the boss. Um, and she says, even when she's chatting with her husband, Ryan, about a business, something, and she'll question it out loud. He'll go, who's the boss? So I think it's a, that's a mindset shift. Right. I agree. And I think one of the things that's been, I've been interesting because I work mostly inside organizations. I have some entrepreneurial leaders, but one of the things that's been coming out of corporate America, shall we say, is they want people with more entrepreneurial skills. Mm-hmm. I have Gen Z students who are in college and I have another one that's getting up. So we're visiting colleges and everybody has an entrepreneurship program, at least if not a major. Yeah. And it's and it's not necessarily because they will go into entrepreneurship, but there are certain skills that entrepreneurs have oh, to have. 100%. Yes. Yeah. That problem, businesses are like solving. Yes. Uh, guess what y'all pivoting is a like that's a skill set totally yeah right and businesses are seeing the value of that and so what i think about too is that same conversation that you have to have with yourself if you are the actual boss and the final decision maker Mm -hmm. you have to have your with yourself first to be brave enough to even go ask the person who does give you the funding or the permission oh heck yeah i mean so if you're fully employed and you've come up with some brilliant idea Right. And you've decided, you know what, I'm going to stay where I'm at. Like I'm traditionally employed and I'm going to bring this idea to my company. Right. A lot of entrepreneurs start that way. They have a brilliant idea. They leave the company. They do it on their own. Some people, they'll have that brilliant idea. Google, I think, is so great at giving the space for this to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, But you still have to make the decision to set, set a meeting with the decision maker and tell them about it. You still have to make the decision to like stand up from your desk and walk into the room and have the conversation. You have to make a decision to share why you're thinking that and what you think the next steps are. And so it's really not any less scary Mm-mm. to do it within an organization than it is to do it as an entrepreneur. Like there yeah. still are levels of permission that happen every day. Like I right now I'm giving myself permission to drink my coffee on camera. <laughs> It's always welcome. You can show us your mug. I have a Ted Lasso one. With lipstick. Oh, of course, multiple beverages. It's, it's the because it was from a photo shoot. So. 
this is how it goes. So I think, you know, one of the things that I notice in, in working with a, a lot of different types of organizations and people, that one of the common threads that I find is that women have, I think, more struggles giving themselves this permission. Yeah. Um, to particularly in the idea of I get to do this for myself, even if it benefits other people, not just that I get to do this for myself because it benefits me, but the, I get to do this for myself because it will benefit other people. Do you find that when you're working with entrepreneurs? Yeah, for sure. I definitely think, um, I mean, I hate to completely stereotype. I do think it is something yeah. that women have, um, traditionally a more difficult time mm -hmm. with. And I think if you will think back to any of the conversations where you're sitting around with your besties, you know, having margaritas or whatever, the phrase can I is, is inherent in a lot of the sentences that come out of our mouth. So it can yeah. start a sentence like, can I do this thing? Or it'll be, I thought about doing this, but then I thought, can I, right? So that's constantly happening. And um, in my business, I travel a lot um, with Ots business. I'm doing a lot of travel that is personal development, um, retreats, et cetera. And my husband, bless him, Mr. Ott, he is like <laughs> the most supportive human on the face of the planet. Like I could not ask for a better partner. Um, but I've tried really hard that when I, I go to him and say, guess what? I'm going to be gone for another week. <laughs> that I'm not asking his permission for that. That's not how we have our, our relationship set up. But it's good exercise for me to say, I'm going to be gone this week and here's what the ROI mm. on it is. Not that he cares what the ROI is, but it helps me in my brain to understand why I'm taking five days away, mm -hmm. you know, in the middle of basketball season that he's coaching and my little one's playing um, to know that there's a reason for it. So I kind of do a self check with yeah. it. I would never even say out loud, like, hey, I need to be gone this week for five days, unless I've already decided personally that I'm, I'm good with it, right. That I'm leaving the mm -hmm. kids at home that I'm going to take the stress of being out of the office for mm -hmm. that long, you know, that the ROI is there. Absolutely. I think that's one of those things where I, you know, as an Enneagram seven, if you're new to the Enneagram, it's a personality framework. Um, I really like to avoid pain. So sometimes oh. I can excuse myself because the idea of whatever I'm dreaming about the thing that requires me to take some time away, to separate, to dream, to think is, could be scary and painful. Mm -hmm. So it's really simple for me to go, oh, well, Annalise is going to be home by herself and I don't, I don't have anybody to, you know, help her. Oh, I mean, we're so good at excuses, I mean, yeah, like so we just start with them and, yeah. and it's just like, oh, and, and really when I pause and I'm like, why did I go to the logistics first rather than the purpose? Mm -hmm. Like, and why do we do that? I mean, I think I know, but I'd love to hear why you think we do that. Yeah, um, I, I think, okay, so let's be clear. Most of my Enneagram knowledge comes from Jen. So <laughs> if I say anything wrong, I fully expect her to uh, correct me. So fun. I have found, um, number one, for who I am, I have always been a behind the scenes person, right? Like the meeting planner is j-lo in the wedding planner in the back with the headset on you know like she's making it all happen but she's not out front so the majority of decisions i've made in the last six years um have required my face to be out there and so mm -hmm. that, that's a real easy space for me to be like no i think i think i don't want to do that um i've got i've gotten real good at being okay with that <laughs> and then the other piece for me is truly fear of success 
Because yeah. if I succeed, what does that mean? You know, am I too big for my britches? If I succeeded mm -hmm. on accident, or if I succeed, what is that going to do to the boundaries that I've got with my family? Or if I succeed, am I putting myself out there? What am I risking? You know, putting out there. and acknowledgement of what it is, what those little voices in your head are that when you say, yeah, I want to go do that. And it's like, but, 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 man, you just got to learn how to listen to what those particular voices are and be like, those are not, those aren't true. That's yeah. just a little voice your head is giving you. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So back to that example, when I was thinking about this business retreat, it was actually to go on this trip with you. Yeah. Uh, we were going to spend two days. I know it was a great trip. Uh, so spoiler alert, we went, uh, but like it was two days before I was already going to be gone for three days for this business trip that ended up changing times. So I was then going to be gone for another like four or five days after. So it was going to be. And so I was like, I just can't, I can't, I can't do that. And I really had to ask myself who told me I can't do that. Well, I did, you know, like I'm the one that said that. So why am I doing that? And coming back down to, I knew that some time, not in the business retreat part, but the time um, actually having fun and prioritizing some fun and the time that I would spend dreaming and thinking in a different atmosphere was going to shift something. And that was unpredictable. And it was yeah. really scary. And what came out of that, because I did go back to that Southwest tab and book the flight is joyosity. That's what came out of that. <laughs> and that that whole time of of sitting in musicals, of walking a city that I love, of being with other creative people, of taking that time created something amazing that I didn't know existed. And now I am unbelievably passionate about. Like I was already there, but labeling it, identifying it, getting the actual logistics sorted. Um, but I'm the one that told myself no. And so I'm the one that could give myself permission. Yep. And so I think we we just do that so much. And so I just kind of come back to that. What's the purpose? What's the ROI? Like you said, here's yeah. the return. And then once you make a decision, you work it out. Like yeah, it, you, make, you make it happen. It's like, mm -hmm. I mean, my kids have to be 87 places at once and it is <laughs> painful. Oh my gosh. When all of our kids were home, because our kids are similar ages yeah. to yours and nobody could drive. It's just like four kids, 18 different directions. How is that possible? But it I did. <laughs> well, I mean, our Sunday summit at my house is primarily like, okay, who's picking this person up and where, how are we getting and blah, 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 blah. That said, like we have decided as a family, my husband and I have decided to allow these 87 things. Mm -hmm. And so what that means is at the end of the day, I can't really be that pissed off about it <laughs> because <laughs> we decided that we were going to do it, right? Like we, as, as a family, like we have our boundaries and whatnot. And so um, I think that helps when you get to the part where it's still really hard to be running out the door to go do the thing. Yeah. But um, I was telling Jen right before we got on here, this week is crazy, right? Like we're Bananas. from the conference. I've got some real big non-conference business stuff going on. My kiddos cheer starts this week, like all the things, but I have given myself permission to really design my life in a way that yes, I will be running like this. And also I never have caffeine and I had it today. So that's why I'm a little, woo. Um, <laughs> but everything is, I'm going to be able to be at everything that I want to be at yeah. this week. So the times that I feel overwhelmed, I'm just going to say, like, I know why I've chosen that particular piece of overwhelm. Back and to I the purpose. That, 
I think why that is so hard for us, Jen, is that we have grown up, um, and I'm going to talk about America, like we know the country mm-hmm. of America, right? The majority of us have grown up within this structure of you work for someone else, right? Yeah. So your hours are set for you. Your goals are generally set for you. You have to ask permission um, to make this change or comms needs to approve the email before you send it out. And that's right. all after we've been in school for 12-ish, 16 right. years. And the teachers have had, you know, we, we've had to ask for permission from them. And before that, it was from our, our family. So when we go into any space where there's not someone, the adult in the room, to ask the permission to, it feels very discombobulating. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's like, scary because yeah, it feels like, insecure. Yeah, you it feel feels insecure. insecure. That's insecure. That's exactly yeah. No, it. discombobulated is the actual feeling. Yes. <laughs> I yeah. agree with you. <laughs> and also, I also love that word so much. But it's like, it's just the structure that we've, that we've been in. The longer I'm outside of that structure it's much easier for me. The uncomfortable feeling isn't there as much anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah so I think you, that's what it is. What do you say to the person? Cause I think one of the things I noticed about myself when I started trying to do big things, even when I was working inside an organization, um, I would watch somebody else do something really big at their organization. I used to be an educator and I was in a, I was in a large private school po- conference and they were doing this. And I was like, I, the first thought I had, it was like, oh, I so want to do that. It must be nice that they get to. Yeah. And that we think must be nice. And I, at that time I was like, well, how did they get to, like, I didn't yet have the wherewithal to say, I can do that too. I could create that space, but I had to get curious first about, well, how, how did they do that? What is that like? Mm-hmm. So what do you say to the person who's like, well, it must be nice. You've got this great husband or must be nice. Yeah. You've got all this experience. How do you help? Yeah, absolutely. How do you help us when we're in that space? Um, I, I like to do the, I like to do the, what's the worst thing that can happen. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think that is a great exercise to start with. So if you are in an org, and you're going to go to a decision maker and and present something, some big idea. Like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen, right? And most of the time, any woman I ask that question to, the answer is I'm going to get fired. Like, that is li- literally the worst thing that's going to happen. Yeah. And almost every time I ask that question and that's the answer, it's not really a job that they're like, and if I get fired, then I finally go find the job I really want to have. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I want to be clear. I don't advocate for anything that puts you or your family at financial risk. Um, I have that conversation with a lot of women who are stepping out into entrepreneurship. But I think if you can have a very clear understanding of what's the worst thing that can happen. Yeah. It's probably not as bad as when you don't think about what it is. You're just like, this could be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but what is terrible, right? Like it's terrible mm-hmm. that you may sweat through your clothes because you're nervous. Talking mm-hmm. to somebody like that's not actually that that terrible, right? Yeah. Um, so I think that's a good way to start. And then um, my friend, my friend Judy, she's always like, it's not what's the worst thing that can happen. It's what's the best thing yeah. that can happen. And yeah. I do think that's a little, that's pie in the sky unicorn, right? But it's a good conversation. Like when you just don't have a person to have that conversation with, those are the questions to ask yourself. Absolutely. What's Absolutely. the worst thing and what's the best thing? That's such a great thing. And that's also true too for entrepreneurs. I mean, of course, you're just the one that is taking, it just feels like a different level of risk because you you have a different type of community. It just feels different. It's not worse or harder. It's different. Although sometimes I feel like entrepreneurship is 
the professional growth because it's so personal is really challenging. But um, so, you know, you've been talking a lot about the permission slip conference and we're just, oh my gosh, look at the time. Anyway, will you give us a little bit about what the permission slip conference is and, and why is it important that we give ourselves permission to go? Like, what are yes, we doing absolutely. there? So Sally and I have two goals with the permission slip conference. The first is for women to understand that they are the only ones that can give themselves permission to do whatever their next big thing is. And I want to be clear, big doesn't have to be bigger, better, more. Big can be a step back. It can be a pivot. It can be it can be a big idea. But whatever that, that thing is that you're holding yourself back from, right? So we want them to understand that they've got, they're the only person that can give themselves permission. And then number two, we want every woman that is at this conference to walk out the door knowing that they are going to and deserve to give their selves permission. Mm. They deserve it. Their idea deserves it. And all of the people that are going to be impacted in the legacy that that idea is going to leave deserves it. And it's just not fair to them or the world or their idea to ignore it. Yeah. Right. They just need to do it. So it's a full day conference. Um, we're running breakfast all the way through an evening reception. We have amazing speakers, which I just cannot even Cannot even with how often <laughs> they're going to be. And there is a really solid mix of um, inspiration and tactics, like things you can put into place that day. And then um, I'm going to use the, Sally says the gentler words, a nice kick in the pants. Um, <laughs> like if you need someone who's going to tell you, just go do your thing. It's a room full of those women. And it, we've got, I think, 17 states represented right now by ticket holders. So the, when we're thinking of this as like a summer camp day, right? Like you just have that shared memory mm -hmm. that we have summer camp with. So we're excited for the women to leave and have this new community, this wider network um, mm -hmm. of women who believe in them and just are just going to keep cheering them on. Yeah. I love it so much. Okay. Tell us when it is and how we can find it. Well, I can tell you how to find out information because that's the code right there. But yeah. tell us when it is. <laughs> it is December 4th. It is here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, we've got room for a little over 200 women to be in the room. So uh, that is, I'm just so excited about that community. We're starting the night prior on the 3rd with the VIP reception. So we have a small handful of tickets um, to that. And all of our speakers will be at that reception. And it's only going to be, I think our limit's 50 people. So really great, just one-on-one -on -one time with um, the folks in that room. And then the day of, the presentations are going to be amazing. And we've built in a lot of time for individual networking Q&A with the, the speakers, just really as hands-on. I've got 20 some odd years in the event. Sally has 20 some odd years in events. And so we've created the conference we've always wanted. That's that's what it is. And oh, I'm <laughs> it's so exciting. I think there's just so much power when, you know, if you're like, oh, this conference isn't the best for me because I do something different or I'm already booked that day, I really want you to consider, or you're listening to this after it's over, you know, first of all, like connect with Erica and Sally, uh, because I know this is happening again. I am like, it I is. Am we're just throwing <laughs> it out there. It's happening. But we don't have it. But anytime, on. I think, and look back, anytime I've invested myself, when I was an early teacher going to my very first MMEA, Missouri Music Teachers Association conference at the Lake of the Ozarks, I walked away better every single time because there is so much power in the growth of changing your atmosphere, of getting away with that, that idea of retreat and reset is so powerful. So I just want to encourage you if you're listening and you're like, ah, you know, like I want to do this. Okay, so do it. You're the one who's the boss. Let's do it. 
And actually, I'll give you two. I'll drop it in the comments. Well, I, actually, maybe you can. I've got a discount code. Uh, it's oh, my, yeah. Uh, Erica10, E-R-I-K-A-10. That'll get you a 10% discount on the ticket. And ticket prices go up on Friday. Uh, this Friday, November 17th, by $100. So if you are, uh, if you're coming, give yourself permission to get the cheapest possible yeah. ticket. Yeah, <laughs> this Midwestern girl is like, oh, that's a deal. <laughs> Go ahead and get that done. Get that done now. And I want to give just a 30-second plug about being in a room to your mm -hmm. point. There was a dinner I had with Judy Holler, who I did not know. I went to dinner with her and she asked me a question that changed the kind of trajectory of my life. Um, and that was because I was at a meeting and I asked her to go to dinner with me. And then a second time I was in a conference in Toronto and thousands of people were in a room, and a woman named Jade Simmons said something from the stage that quite literally in that moment created the idea of awe. Um, mm. So when we talk about being in the room, like I am sitting here four years later celebrating this business and hosting a conference with both of those women speaking at it mm. because I chose to be in those two rooms. So yeah. if you, I mean, if you want, if you want to do something, get in the rooms where you can make those things happen. Absolutely. Get in the room, yeah. in the room where it happens. Everyone knew that was coming. <laughs> Everyone who knows us knew that was coming. Yeah, oh, thank you so much, Erica, for coming on. Just so last minute onto a live show and just being such an expert in your field and oh, the, aggress you. the aggressively helpful woman that you are. And I'm uh, you in person. <laughs> T minus three weeks from yesterday. That's right. I will be there. And um, I've told if you get my emails, we were talking about maybe we have a, a joyosity join up. Yes, you know, I think that's great. I think it would be really fun. So uh, find out more here. Follow Erica and Sally Zimney, Sally Z, um, and because they are just wonderful people to follow and a host of just goodness for you in your soul and really great practical things as well that will grow you as a leader, as an entrepreneur in all those places. So you thanks so much sign? for being there. Oh, sign, Jen? What does it say? Today I choose joy. Oh, it just makes me happy. I know. <laughs> I love it. My face. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks so much, everyone. We'll be live here next week with, let me make sure I know what we're talking about. Oh yeah. Four questions that will cool any heated conversation. So if you couldn't remember that next Monday is the Monday before Thanksgiving, um, that is why we're doing that. So just so you know, I'm doing my Thanksgiving shopping. Next Monday, you'll be here. Four questions to help cool any heated conversation. Awesome, everybody. Thanks so much for being here, Erica. Bye. So let me put my coach hat on for just a sec. Don't just leave this here. Take a moment. What did you learn? What's your next tiny action step? Share this episode with someone and tell them. Connect with us to keep this conversation going. As always, I'm Jen Whitmer. Thank you for listening to Joyosity. I don't take for granted that your earballs have a lot of information coming at you. Please take a moment to rate and subscribe. It really helps more people join us in creating positive culture with complex people. So work is a joy, people are whole, and organizations flourish. Can't wait for you to join us next week.